Storm is my favorite comic book character of all time. Really? Have you done a Storm cosplay? I do. Nice. I have one. Um, I wore it to San Diego Comic-Con, but of course it was a day I was in Hall H all day. Tyler's next question is going to be, have you done a Storm cosplay in blackface? No. <laughs> have you done a Storm cosplay? See, this Hell is, no. this is the, see, I'm with her and you were in a different place. Because I was going to do um, Axel Foley and Tyler's like, you have to do blackface. blackface. And I was like, there's That's no way I'm doing. Wrong. Yeah. What? You can't, you can't do that. Why? It's just uh, the cosplay community has like set the standard. When have you ever like, seen a cosplayer of color put on white face to be their favorite white character? Exactly. I want to see it. I don't. I think that's a ridiculous <laughs> idea. Just I think as that's ridiculous a, as you going blackface. No, I think that's a great idea. I think that would be really like, cool. You can do green face, blue face, because those aren't real races like that exist on our planet. Yeah, you put on makeup to do aliens. Why can't you put on makeup to be black? race conversation wasn't live streaming even though we'll, i know we'll use it <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah if only because it makes you look like the most blatant racist in the world and i'm all about that on bitface i don't think it does <laughs> i think it makes me look like the least racist because i'm the one who's totally okay with blackface and everyone else nobody says, else in this country is though yeah see maybe y'all are the racist and i'm not <laughs> Do you have the Confederate flag flying off of your car, too? I'm the one that's no. from the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one from Georgia. <laughs> so, in fact, I do not. I don't support racism. I just think blackface is fine. I don't think that. It's just a connotation in, the, in society. Do you still need a minute? Of me? Yeah, what are you doing? Taking a piss. Okay, go. Is that okay? Yes. LOLOLOL. You should. How was that pumpkin stout? It was really good. You should grab me a pumpkin stout. All right. Did you quit being such a racist? I'm not racist. (laughs) I just think if my character that I enjoy is black and I want to be a black character, I should be a black character. Nope. I've actually talked to um, other cosplayers about this before I tackled Storm. I why though? And I've actually talked to you know my new like numerous black people. I either if I know them or if they're just comic nerds or whatever. It's me appreciating the fact that that character is black. That's well, a part I understand of their character. That. Like I don't know. Like growing up, I never really like realized that Storm was really a different race than me. Right? Like, but, like, you know, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, um, And you technically, know, my she's idol. not. Yeah. She's part of the human race. Bum, but, bum, bum. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Truth That's the archaeology drops. bomb. Least racist person here. Right. Boom. <laughs> nope. But I've that's what I always, that's all, that's what I always say, though. I I'll can like, verifiably prove that I am less racist than you. Twice. 
We'll see about that. Mm. <laughs> you need to pull out the kids with the fro picture. Still about racism up here. <laughs> We're yeah. gonna talk about X Men. Well, apparently they're bringing back like a new version of a '90s cartoon. So the book is a '90s book, isn't it? X Men '92. Yes. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming out with a new cartoon, but it's all the '90s style. Just like we grew up with. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. When's that going to be on? I Are we up yet? Know. I think so. <laughs> Find out first. Wow. You got to give me like 10 seconds, bro. Just shoddy worksmanship tonight. Is it though? <laughs> it's because he's a racist. I'm not. <laughs> Since we opened tonight with 30 minutes about racism <laughs> in I'm... America. And we said we weren't going to talk about politics. I'd rather talk about X-Men. That's fine. Or I'd rather talk about what what Trevor's into geek-wise since, again, he asked me that question. I answered with video games, which is the most generic <laughs> answer on the planet. Yeah, that is pretty generic. Uh, but as you can tell in the room you're sitting in, that's, that's what we're into or what I'm into. So uh, I'll take that back a scotch. Um, I was never allowed to have a console growing up because video games rot your brain. So I did not have They the- do. The only console that I was ever allowed to own was I was gifted for Christmas one year a Game Boy from my grandmother. No, you were gifted the game. Well, yes. Uh, (laughs) Grandma did not understand exactly how all this newfangled technology worked, and she bought me a Game Boy game for Christmas. And I politely informed her that the game was not enough to play, play the game. You actually needed the console well, to go like, with it. And unwrapping was also... all the presents, waiting for the console. Like, yeah, <laughs> I opened never... the game first, and I figured, oh, the Game Boy's in there somewhere, and then all the presents were opened, and there was nothing left but tears and sadness. So, for What my... Christmas was that for you? How old were you? Oh, 12? 11? Okay, it, it makes sense. Back. Yeah, so this was original, original green. And yeah, white original Game gray boy. boy. Yeah, gray boy. Yeah, yeah. It was when the Game Boy was first released. It was all I talked about, and then I got a Game Boy game for Christmas, but no Game Boy to play it on. What game was it? Um, it was an Arkanoid ripoff. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! I don't remember the name of it. It wasn't alleyway, but the same style of game, you know, bounce the bricks, or bounce the ball up, hit the bricks, break the bricks, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what the name of it was. Arkanoid is a name I have not heard in a long time. Oh, Arkanoid, and Arkanoid 2, The Revenge of Doe. I remember having my Grey Boy, but it was when they first came out with, like, the, the different color schemes of Game Boys. But mine was clear, and I thought I was awesome because I had the clear. Was that a Game Boy Color? No. It wasn't? No, it was still the big, giant gray boy. Yeah, it was before they went to the Game Boy Slim, they did the special edition Game Boy with the clear housing and, like, the purple highlights on it. I don't... I I do remember that one. I don't think mine had purple highlights, but... But actually, um, somewhat interesting side note, that Game Boy is indirectly what got me into comic books. Um, 
because that Game Boy took four AA batteries, I used to shop for batteries at Costco because that was the only place to get enough batteries at one time to keep my addiction, you know, going along. And while I was shopping at Costco for AA batteries for my Grey Boy, they had these packs of comic books that were Marvel Comics, and it was X-Men and Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk was one of my first comics that I really, really got into. Um, Not very much in the way of Spider-Man, but I remember him being a part of some of them. But it was a buy 20 comic books in this bulk package. And I'm just like, oh, hey, while I'm getting batteries, there's guys with guns shooting things and people and stuff. And yeah, I'll get one of those too. And that was the first time I ever purchased my own comics was in a 20-pack at Costco. (laughs) So if that was Darkhawk era, that was what? That was X-Men, 90s X-Men, right? Oh, yeah. It was back when Wolverine was the brown and orange costume. Yellow. No, brown and orange costume. So that's 80s X-Men, yeah. then, right? Or no. That's, I'm trying to remember what yeah. Wolverine wore in the 90s. Cause in the 90s, he had the blue and The yellow and yellow. blue was um, the X-Men one. after the brown and orange costume, I thought. The brown costume, as I remember, is one of the first costumes. Yeah, but I thought yeah. it was yellow and brown. That's yeah, wow. We I I really wish we knew a lot about comic books, guys, and we did a podcast about them. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, no, I'm fairly certain. I think Wolverine in the '90s was blue and yellow, right? Mm-hmm. On the cartoon, yeah. To everyone who when... maybe tunes in, I just want to throw this out here. I'm sitting with three Marvel fans <clears throat> who are trying to figure out. <laughs> some marvel information so yeah continue on <laughs> go batman i hey man that's <laughs> I, I i love batman i'm a marvel fan but batman is my uh would you say you're a big fan of dick grayson <laughs> no not so much uh not so much a robin fan <laughs> i'd like dick grayson though as nightwing tyler you can talk all the all the dc stuff you want <laughs> To this great forum of... Are you talking about this? Yes. That's yellow. Let me see. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's just a dark drawing, but I... That's I, the I original that's Wolverine costume. Yeah. That's the 80s costume. Yeah. We'll call it a Dijon mustard. <laughs> I yeah. can, it is... It's brown and Dijon. <laughs> that's not the sure. original Wolverine costume, but it's the one after that. It's the It's the brown costume. Yes, that is the one I had a Wolverine poster on my wall that was right next to my giant NCC-1701D poster from Star Trek The Next Generation that took up the entire top of the wall. So would you say Star Trek is one of your geek passions? Oh yes, absolutely. I was raised in a Star Trek family. We love Will Wheaton, by the way. Will Wheaton is the bomb.com. So you weren't allowed to watch... I mean, you had to listen to Striper cover bands, but you were allowed to watch Star Trek. Correct. That makes me very happy. It was actually a... At least you had that. It was a family activity because it was on PBS Sunday nights after church. So we would come home from church and we would pop popcorn and we'd sit around as a family and watch two hours of Star Trek back to back. Next Generation. Is that your first exposure to Star Trek? Yes. I did not watch any of the original series... 
I was exposed to Star Wars, but I did not see any of the original series of Star Trek. I started off on The Next Generation. Still your favorite Trek? Absolutely. Do you watch any of the other ones? I watched some of DS9 and was overall, eh. And the only character that I really liked in uh, DS9 was Odo. I thought Odo was a fantastic character that they just didn't utilize nearly enough. And I really enjoyed Voyager. That's Janeway, right? Yeah. And I liked what they did with the holographic Doctor and Neelix and all of the various characters that they had in 7 of 9. Ah, Voyager. But... I did not watch any of the Hercules guy one. I don't even remember its name. No, Hercules, that's Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. That's something different. That's uh, You're thinking Scott Bakula was Enterprise. Oh, that was that it? Yeah. Okay. I don't think Kevin Sorbo has ever been on Star Trek. I don't either. Nah. What's, your, uh, what's your favorite <laughs> episode of Next Gen? Uh... Probably my fa- favorite episode on Next Gen was the first episode with Q when they first in That's the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> was it? The, the, the pilot of uh the pilot of Next Gen is Q's first appearance, I'm almost positive. And I'm not like a seasoned next gen knower, but I'm pretty sure. The giant fence Encounter goes at up Farpoint? and they they try and go forward, but the fence moves along with them, and then Q comes in. So and you were like, sold from the beginning, dude. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, if, if the first appearance of Q is your favorite episode, that's the first episode. That was my favorite episode that I can remember watching was just Q showing up and them trying to deal with an entity that was far beyond their comprehension or their ability to work with on a human level and still managing to do everything they could to present the human race as someone that is worthy of being dealt with versus being squished. And the series ends, I'm pretty sure, with them answering to Q. Oh, you know, close second, Locutus of Borg. Yeah, that's that's the, the run of it I really like, too. And it comes back in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, Locutus of Borg was... One of those things that I just could not believe that they actually did. I remember watching. It's like, no, they're not. No, not Picard. No. Oh, my God, they did it. And they had to come back from that. And I think they they did well. And I I still think it's probably the best of the series besides the original. Only because that's what I grew up on with my family after church. But we were allowed to watch R-rated movies, too. Yeah. And we didn't listen to Striper. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't a lot of Amy Grant in my house, so I uh, I'm not gonna say I envy you. Baby, baby. Oh, please don't. Please don't. I went to the same college as her too. I haven't heard that song in so many years, dude. You just like you earwormed me. I know it's gonna be stuck there. Like, You're the welcome con, for that, dude. Yeah, the be here con, on man. Yeah, terrible. So Star Wars fans as well, correct? Yes. yes. Where does that come from for both of you? Was it original movies with your parents, I assume? I grew up watching the originals. Um, I remember having this little play set that my dad bought me that just, it was like the the whole job of the hut scene and the, the cantina band in one side, and I would always play with them. So did you see Jedi first? Is that your first memory of Star Wars? No, I, I, I started with the first one, but 
Return of the Jedi was always my favorite. But really? Yeah. Nice. This is how... Tyler loves Jedi, too. Yeah. Um, And it just kind of took on as I got older. Like, now I have, like, a Stormtrooper tattoo to my leg and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, I love all Star Wars. I love... I mean, you know, those three prequels, the prequels. whatever, I did not enjoy. There's but. three movies before Star Wars? <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Rift tracks. Are you familiar terrible. with the Machete Order? <laughs> no. You should really look it up. The Machete Order is a viewing sequence for the Star Wars movies that rearranges, I believe it goes two, three, four, no. I'm I'm curious. Whatever. It's two, four, five, three, six? I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. But it it goes through and it preserves some of the things but makes other things happen out of order so that it's kind of a, a flashback to get the backstory of where that came from without the entire thing being a. Okay, if you watch it in order, one, two, three, four, five, six. With Jar Jar Binks all over. And Jar Jar Binks. If you leave one out of the series entirely, everything that happens in one is recapped thoroughly enough in episode two that you don't really need to see episode one, up to and including getting ready or getting rid of any reference to midichlorians. I, I don't think you need to see that final second. lightsaber battle in one. <laughs> Duel of the Fates. That's the redeeming thing about that movie. And actually, you know what? The pod race isn't total shit. Oh, come on. No, I kind of agree. Eh. If we were to talk about some semi-redeeming qualities of one, you guys it would be, need to it watch would be it. the pod race and the watch lightsaber Watch it with fight. the rift right? tracks. The pod race thing like, is a joke that they keep, like, keep consistent throughout yeah. the whole series. But did you ever play the pod racing on N64? Hell no. No. Because it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that no. arcade bar downtown has the 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 one the game, but yeah. it's never calibrated, so you can't shoot anything. Or is that a supernova? Yeah. yeah. Like it's always like it's supposed to be three D, but it's never in actually three D. It's like all messed up because they never calibrate the machine. I'm have to talk to them about that. <laughs> No, Wipeout on the PlayStation was my jam. I don't need any pod racing. Wipeout and Wipeout XL, I never which had a brilliant soundtrack, by the so. way, for Wipeout XL. Yeah, Wipeout is really cool. Wipeout was really tight, but you should try pod racing. Yeah. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Just tell me what you think. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, all right. It's Are probably. you guys excited for Rogue One? Um. I don't know if I'm going to actually go see it right away. Are you kidding me as a Star Wars fan? I don't know. Don't you have to give every... I kind of do. I probably will have to end up working at the... (laughs) At it. I think it looks really good. I'm actually more excited for Rogue One than I am Episode 8. I'm not because Episode 8 is directed by Ryan Johnson. And if I was ever excited about a director to take over a property, it would be him. I am very excited to see what they do with Captain Phasma. Just the tease of her 
was enough to kind of like, okay, but so much hype was made, so much merch was made, they can't possibly just leave it at that. I'm just so excited. I'm like, female Stormtrooper, oh my god, and she's in Chrome. Like, total cosplay. Like, I wish I could just get that whole suit. You probably can. I probably can't afford it. No, it's probably very expensive. (laughs) But... I would love to do that cosplay. So if anyone really wants to send me, like, the pieces for that cosplay, I'm totally down. If that would be considered cross-play, that's one of the few I would do. <laughs> okay. Well, it's still Marvel. Well, so talk to me later. <laughs> I've got a roll of heavy-duty aluminum foil at home. <laughs> we can make this work. That's so good. Marvel is, is Star Wars now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's insane to me. And also Disney. Yep. And so, yeah. And I can't really find any fault with that. I was originally a little bit perturbed about the whole Marvel, Disney, Star Wars all getting in bed together. But one of the most formative bits of sci-fi that I can think of in my past was the original Tron. Oh, yeah. Tron was just an epic epic piece of sci-fi for and you were allowed day. to watch it because it was pg absolutely it wasn't pg-13 so it was a-okay all right and <laughs> when they went through and did the the newer tron movie why can i not think of the name right off the evolution tron no. revolution tron 2 no it was tron revolution oh yeah yeah oh the, isn't that the cartoon no oh, i don't know but when they went through and did the sequel to Tron, and they didn't screw it up, that right there gave me a lot of hope. I didn't that like Disney, it. I don't oh, know. I wasn't really blasphemy. impressed either. But I didn't like it. Blasphemy. I, I thought the ending was very shitty and very weak. I did too. I, I love that movie. I thought there was well, a lot of potential. To, they were supposed to make a third one, but then they just dropped the ball. Well, because the second one didn't do very well because it was pretty shitty. It was really good. What did you I like about really it? I really enjoyed that. I just really? hated the end. I think that the they... ending was terrible. All right, if you if you take apart the fact that there's this crazy race of some computer people who happen to come out of the computer game. And you take that all out, I agree. Some of that premise was kind of garbage. But seeing Sam Flynn go into the game yep, and even um, there was so much good about it. There was so much good about it. Just to me, it really... The, the original movie was good, but let me tell you this. If you were to go back and watch it now, it's, it's very slow. Yes. And I didn't like I didn't think the first movie was all that. I liked the game in the arcade. That's fair. And I liked the other one, uh, the discs of Tron they came out with on console, but I was never really into the movies. I've never really been into Tron. I think the white cycles are amazing. I think that's what they did really well is they they took everyone into this old sci-fi and they said, "Hey, if it were to happen today, this is what would happen to you. This is what it would be like. And it felt really realistic. And the light cycle battles were really cool. And going off the grid was 
was pretty tight. And, uh, man, so much stuff was really cool about that up until the ending, I agree. The ending was Well, I just think back to growing up in the 80s and playing the first, you know, 8-bit and earlier video games. And we as children saw those 8-bit characters that were so blocky you could see the individual pixels and you were transformed. You were in the game. You were Mario jumping on that Koopa. You were in the fighter in Top Gun shooting missiles. The that suspension- game was fucking terrible. Yes, it was. Landing on the aircraft game. carrier was the most mind-numbingly throwing controller. I did it. I couldn't do it now, but I did it once. But it took, I mean, so much repetition. Do you play now? Yeah, yes, no comma. <laughs> I I like to play video games and I indulge whenever I can, but my video gaming is strictly PC at this point. The most current console or console that we have is an Xbox 360. Um, and a Wii. Yeah, not Just a Wii. Just a regular Wii. 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 So, and I'm never really big on console games, anyways, because I was always keyboard and mouse. That's I'll fair. follow wherever Animal Crossing keeps going. Nintendo. Well, I yeah, but if they if they upgrade to another console, Nintendo will... will actually be launching a console next year that we know almost nothing about, right? The yeah, NX. The, the NX. Yeah. So we, we we know it's called the NX right now. I was gonna say that's just it's bum 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 it's Project Dolphin a... name, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I just Animal Crossing. I am obsessed. There, I like the fact that there's no goal to the game <laughs> did you ever play harvest moon i didn't i did briefly that's what got me into yeah. animal crossing but i liked animal crossing so much better and i liked like having the weird cranky neighbor just like like having like the cat with the kabuki mask like he's my favorite and, and the octopi goddamn amiibo cards yeah my <laughs> amiibo cards i almost have the whole collection of the first series and then they came out with series two and i was like well there's no way in hell so <laughs> I, like i'm missing like seven for the first series and i'm all like bummed about it because a couple of them are like my favorite characters you're gonna have to ebay that shit well apparently they're they're coming out with a thing for actual animal crossing the game and where you can actually import these uh cards into your village so it's like gonna be a new upgrade to the the nintendo ds so i'm excited for that is that where everyone's playing animal crossing now is ds yeah Yeah. it's not on the wii u it's got to be the new 3ds too because the new 3ds is the one with the nfc reader no it doesn't have to be i have an old one and they it, my game came with a little like reader like huh. a little round reader that you just you know turn on and you put the card on top of and it reads it well that i did not know you just have to hold your your ds level with because the you are also not a 14 year old girl <laughs> this is I'm true not either. i'm you know looks and sounds mm. one could mistake for <laughs> Except I'm naked on the internet, so that would be illegal. (laughs) And I've been naked Uh, on the internet for 12 years, so I think that would be gross. 
Some of the girls <laughs> Tyler are into have been naked on the internet for 12 years as well. <laughs> that's not... I don't want to know. I don't even know what he's talking about. So. No, it's just really funny being like a part of Suicide Girls when people are like like other girls become Suicide Girls and they're like, I've wanted this since I was 13 years old. And I was like, yeah, when I was 13, I don't think I was thinking about being naked on the internet. Like, What does it take to be a Suicide Girl? I don't um, think I've asked you that before. No, you haven't. Um, basically, it's more of an attitude type of thing than tattoos, piercings. Like, you have to have, like, this kind of tough-as-nails personality and kind of, you know, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just, like, a mindset where you don't give a shit about what people say or, you know, do, like, you know, will do to you like the way you are presenting yourself in public like having like the whole um suicide girls thing is a chuck pollock quote um from one of his books where suicide girls are girls who commit social suicide by getting tattoos piercings having their hair brightly colored or in like a mohawk or dreadlocks or whatever and we're not society's perception of what is beautiful, but we are redefining that beauty. I think a lot of people in society think you are the definition of what is beautiful, but it's just, you know. <laughs> you know, you would be surprised. There have been people in the past that have said, how do you feel about your wife having pink hair and facial piercings? That's so outrageous she I looks like lot, yeah. she's but to be fair you grew up at a dc talk concert so that is true i had like i used to have like um more facial piercings i had more lip piercings and i like the most frequent question i would get is how do you kiss i'm like like a fucking normal person you retard like what else do you think like they're like oh do you ever get caught and like your boyfriend's lip rings and i'm like uh my boyfriend doesn't have lip rings but okay yeah you know, like i don't know i just never uh i've never had <laughs> i don't have any tattoos i don't have any piercings i had my ear pierced once but i've never had a problem with any of it i i just yeah. i guess i don't have a perception about that it's just i mean i got my first tattoo on my 18th birthday um what of it's a swallow which is a song word and i kind of got it in memory of my grandmother and the fact that i was a musician and um just because they're songbirds um and i wanted it ever since i was like 16 so i figured if i wanted it that long i it would be a good choice to have on my body so like I, i think long and hard about my tattoos i don't just go into a shop and say Hey, I want that tribal over there on your wall. Shut up. Oh, my God. He Does did. he have tribal? On his boob. <laughs> so my very first tattoo. You have a tribal boob? Respect I, points lost. I do, in <laughs> fact, have a tribal tattoo on my boob. Uh, my very first tattoo that I got was actually 100% legitimate and still one of my favorite tattoos to this day. I got my son's first name and birthday on my chest right next to my heart so that I would always have my kid right next to my heart. And I have told my son, 
when you get eight or when you turn 18 you can get a tattoo i do not care but i'd have just one solid rule that you have to follow you will never get a name tattooed to you unless it is a child or a dead relative there are no other names allowed your feelings about your kids and your dead relatives those are static those will not change for the rest of your life Where's your tattoo for your second child? Directly yes. under the sun. Oh. Or directly over, I'm sorry. Because then I got my little tribal banger right underneath oh, that because I didn't think it looked full enough as it was. <laughs> so I got my little that tribal... That looks like a Pokemon house tattoo. Yes, yes, it does. But the kids' names Who are Who is important. the chief that gave that to you? <laughs> oh, I have no Somebody idea. Picked, like, he was more... some random banger outside of Fort Gordon, Georgia, when I was in AIT. When were you at Fort Gordon, dude? I went to high school in Augusta. I was in Gordon from April to... No, no April to August of 2000. Okay, I was, I was gone. I was in Atlanta at that point. But yeah, I went to high school... My dad, that was my dad's last station. I took a trip to Atlanta while I was there in Augusta, went to a rave. They have a couple of those there every week. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I used to go to raves in Connecticut when I was younger. It was incredibly awkward because it was me and my buddy Berrios, and we could not be any more military. Heads shaved, just clean cut, all that. I think I was the only sober person at the rave that I went to. Yeah, that was exactly what was going on. Me and my buddy were just like looking around and all these people was like, dude, you know where we can score some ecstasy? And we're like, dude, no idea, go away. Like, I don't know, I was hired to go go dance for DJ Kiyoki. I don't know if you've ever seen Party Monster, but he was like a big part of... Um, that whole New York party scene back in the day with, you know, like... I think I have seen Party Monster. Well, Who's like, in it? Um, it's got Will... Uh, Macaulay Wilmer Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's yeah, in Macaulay it, right? Culkin, yeah, Macaulay Culkin and Wilmer Vel- Valderrama played him in it. Yeah, and he was playing at this rave and he asked for some suicide girls to dance. So I went to, you know, solely to dance for that. And then I was just like... The, seriously the only sober person there not like i think even the all the girls that were dancing were probably really fucking out of it and i was just like yeah i did the ecstasy once would not try it again so drugs are bad mk well i mean like i don't know if we I can go from racism to drug stories in one episode guys you guys are pushing the envelope <laughs> here hey, it was just it was just one time and it was a bad experience so i'm like don't let anybody else try it i did it for you, <laughs> you know? fair so, enough yeah eric the alcohol with anti-racism <laughs> was before we were live <laughs> oh, okay are we live now we have been live for quite quite some time yeah oh, really yeah do you want to do an intro sometime tonight because it was your responsibility not mine um no we're <laughs> We're almost like 50 minutes in. To the live stream? No. Oh. Total. Okay. So we've still got time. We're like 30 minutes into the live stream, though. Okay. So that's not too bad. I mean, I guess I could intro, hello, everybody, and hello. welcome to BitFaced. This is Tyler, run TRG Glaze. <laughs> to my left, as always, Eric, G. Hollis, Sleazy, MFE, 
And across from us, these wonderful guests, we have Sid Suicide and her husband, Trevor Suicide. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go with Trevor Suicide. That was always the joke, was that I took her name because it sounded better. I like it. And we're here to talk about shenanigans, not racism. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not drug use. And probably not blackface. I think See, that falls back into the racism. I know again. that. But we're right. We're I... right back in the in the in the racism. Non-racism. Yes. It's like tributary. <laughs> so since we're all geeks here, after that wonderful intro, wow, I was that was very impressive. Was it horrible? No, it was uh, I was. I wasn't being an asshole. Uh, at, at, <laughs> it's understandable that you think I was. No yes. comment. We are all geeks. What's up? Marvel announcement today. The Defenders. Mm-hmm. We we have Iron Fist coming out in March. I know we've mm-hmm. talked a little Luke Cage tonight, but the main villain on The Defenders will be played by Sigourney Weaver. That makes me very happy. Indeed. I think Marvel has a good lock on their actors. Oh, yeah. I think people that appear in Marvel films might not ever be appearing in anything DC and I think Marvel has made some very good choices on the acting front. Alfre Woodard in Luke Cage being a prime example. And not yeah. to get back to racism, but when I watch Luke Cage, it's like watching Shaft or Dolomite or Three the Hard Way or Across 110th Street. I think it's done with that level of it, the music especially. Oh, absolutely. I will not fight you at all there. It's very much like the movies I used to watch on USAA or USA in the afternoon the black exploitation flicks from the 70s and yeah. early 80s and i think it's done with a level of tribute to that tons of music but it's not really as exploitive it's more no of, no it's not tri- like it's it, not black exploitation no. in a in a sense but it feels it feels like it's kind of from it that era it feels real though yeah. like it yeah. it like there's a they level they also of- talk about like what's going on with racism today and I liked that. There's a lot of commentary on what's happening oh, today yeah. in Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. there's a level of authenticity Like I said, episode Harlem. 12, I almost cried at one point because of the whole I bringing have, in no spoilers. the new stuff. Yeah, because Tyler yeah. hasn't seen any of it. No, no. I'm just going to say they brought in a bunch of, like, yeah. what was, what's been happening in the, the country. The 100% spoiler-free, the last three episodes really are the crescendo of the series where everything comes to a head and all of they the pay tribute to like, current socio-political you know, like and economic and anyone issues. Anyone who's been shot and killed by a police officer, they pay tribute to all those people. And I think they did it in a very great way. Like I was like in tears watching the last few episodes because... They brought all that in. And the music is sick. And you know, Well, I mean, and being, you know, the stepmother of two black men, I should say, because they are now... Oh, God, that's about... such a terrible thing to say. Sorry. <laughs> I feel so old. But basically, they are. I mean, they are as old as Trayvon Martin was, and they live in a place where there's not a whole lot of solidarity for them. They're out, I mean... Yeah, but truth be told, Alaska is kind of out there in the area of 
I didn't know what racism was until somebody told me about it in, like, middle school. I kind of feel the same way. Like, when I grew up in Rhode Island, um, I grew up in a city that, like, my high school had over 300 kids who graduated um, in my class. And there were, like, just a small handful of black students and, like... They went to the vocational part of my school, so it was like I never had seen most of them before graduation, and I was just like, oh, okay. And we had some, you know, like, Asian people, but it was never like, you know, we were all white kids. Most of them were rich, but of course I wasn't. I was like, just kind of like on the city line that, you know, made it into that high school. Like a John Hughes movie. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, everybody had, like, really, like, BMWs and Mercedes. They had the nicer cars than the teachers, obviously. And... How many radios were held over their heads? <laughs> none. <laughs> um, no, I understood that reference. I'm just ignoring you. T- Tyler didn't, so... Oh. <laughs> I'm really young, Probably compared to everyone here. So. But we. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. You would love that movie, Tyler. You would love Say Anything. Probably. That's right up your alley. It's so emo. Uh, It is very, it's very emo. John Cusack, isn't it? One of my. Well, a segue to that. For actually, like, what nerdy we're talking about is they are totally doing. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, like a John Hughes film. Huh. They are. I got to see, like, some of the footage at San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm so mad they have not released it out to everybody. Like, I have no idea why they haven't. And And you're not allowed to talk about it, are you? No, I can talk about it, but, I mean... Spoil us. What did you see? Well, basically, it was just kind of like a little bit of, like, credits, like, who was playing who, and then, like, it was... Like, the way they did everything on, like, kind of, like, whiteboard-ish kind of thing. Like, it looked like somebody was writing everybody's names and stuff. And it just looked like a John Hughes film. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Easy A. It's kind of along the same genre. Easy A is, um, shit. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. We love that movie. Emma Stone is my spirit animal. If like, I, if they ever do a movie of my life, I want my character be character to be played by Emma Stone. That's okay. Why you're drinking cider tonight? Yes. Well, so or, well, you were. And Emma Stone also <laughs> a big font or big fan of K-pop. Nice. Mm. I like K-pop. You know too much about Emma Stone. Am I supposed to? Am I like supposed to take that as like? I don't know an insult. He's hey. just a little bit of a creepy stalker. Probably. Who would play you? I don't know. You get to pick next. Who would play me? Movie of your life. He picked Emma Stone to play him, and I think that's a very bold choice. I think she could really nail the role. Can I go bolder and have Therese... uh, Therese... Charlize Theron. Theron. My brain is... Yeah, it's your pick. You can pick whoever you want. Charlize Theron. She has to get the tattoos, though. They have to match up. Yeah. yeah, if you're going to, I mean, con, if they're going to make a movie of your life, you'd hope they would get realistic with it. And they would have to, like, put fake dreadlocks on her, I guess. But 
Now I'm imagining Charlize Theron and Emma Stone making out. (laughs) (laughs) This has worked out great. Tyler, you're next. Who would play you? Uh, Michael Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't think we're going to be in the same cinematic universe, but thanks for playing. You would be surprised. <laughs> he might. He might show up. I. I would pick Jason Lee hands down to play me, in in anything. I would want Michael Rosenbaum to play me, but I know I'm no Michael Rosenbaum, so I. I get Jason Lee. I don't think it's a concession, right? <laughs> no, I. I had to pick the most unfortunate person. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you pick Corey Feldman? Oh my god. Oh. Have you seen Oh yeah. That? Of course we have. Have you seen the actual music video for that song? No, I've only seen the Today Show. The appearance. actual music video is just your as life. bad. It will change my life. No, we have to watch that after this then. Like basically it's like the same girls obviously in it, but like they try to do like circuit like look like they're kind of like circus people. And they like screw up doing the easiest things, and like, like there's like this like ladder ball, basically. It's like a hamster wheel, and no, like you watch them like struggle to find like the rungs and stuff on it. It's just we awful. we have to watch this. Yeah, it's, I, it's way worse. I like Corey Feldman, though, in the 80s. He was awesome in Goonies. He's great in the Friday the 13th Part 4. Well, I mean, after uh, the other Corey died. Corey Haim. Yeah, Corey Haim. Show some respect. Oh, I'm sorry, because I, I always... Prayer of the Roller Boys ha- forever. I, I actually kind of thought it was always Corey Feldman who died, but I guess no, he died. No, it was the I guess was he the died prettier. a little inside. <laughs> the prettier but, Corey yeah. is dead. Well, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. I was, I guess I was wishful thinking. Because um, then when I saw him on that Today Show, it was like, he's still alive? Or, he like, doesn't look horrible for, what is he? He's 46? What he's been through, too. You know, but still. All that molesting by Michael Jackson will yeah. really put the years oh, yeah. on you. Did you hear? He was all, like, well, talking I mean, look about. At what happened to Macaulay Culkin? Jesus. Yeah. At least he got to bang Mila Kunis. Yeah. You know? I feel bad for Macaulay Culkin. He's, I think he's, like, he actually is a really good actor. and he They just... should make a Home Alone where he's home alone and, like, they come to try to steal his heroin. That would be a pretty good movie. <laughs> I think he's, like, off the drugs. Good. So. Uh, no, really. I mean, yeah. I know he's never going to be a star again, but I'm glad that he's not. Because he really did look and bad. And his little brother was dating Emma Stone for a while. Kieran Culkin. Who's a really good actor? No, um, the middle one. Oh, I don't know about another Culkin. Yeah, there's, I know there's three like of them. Nineteen of them. Well, there's three that act. Okay, who's the other one then? I forget what his name was. Steve Culkin. I don't know. <laughs> he was in some movie, um, with like Jeff Daniels and Ryan Reynolds in, like, and Emma Stone were in like this indie movie together where. Both Come on, Jeff- spirit animal! You've never seen this no. one. <laughs> I have no Both idea what the Je- fuck you're Jeff talking Daniels about. Jeff Daniels and uh, the Colkin kid were were like imaginary R- friends. What is the other Colkin kid's name? Oh, I gotta look it up now. You would think you're sitting with a bunch of movie fans tonight. 
I know. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't. That was that was great. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad like, you went before Trevor with that I, fucking revelation right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I I'd, I'd we value your input. Thank, Thank you, you very much. You you cut our guest off for that. His name is oh, his name <laughs> is it Karen, and then he has a little or he has a younger brother. Karen is the one I know from uh, Igby Goes Down, and he was the. Uh, it's a good movie, but uh, oh, his the younger younger brother is Rory. He's been on like Law and Order SVU and stuff, but I've seen every episode of that show. I have too. No, you haven't. <laughs> have no, you? Uh, yeah. We legitimately marathon SVU every time it comes on. We'll watch it on. Well, Netflix. I mean, like if it's. Team I've Benson. never seen one episode of that show. Me oh, either. You heathen. Ice is, is it really that good? SVU is love. Is SVU is life. Yeah, but I mean, I'll listen to an Ice T record or some Body Count. Do I really need to watch Ice T act? I yes, I saw yes, yes, you do. Ice T is a brilliant actor. He really is. And it's just so funny because you know the whole cop killer thing, and now he's a cop in the show. I mean, I get the irony, but is it worth one hundred ninety seventeen thousand episodes or whatever it is? Um. Well, he doesn't come in until like. The fourth or fifth season, I think. How many different versions of Law and Order are there? Um, At least three. I've never four. seen any of it. Well, there's Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, which is the only one that's still around. Criminal Intent. Criminal Intent and Law and Order, like the British one. There was an England one. I'm going to go watch that one. It only lasted a season. Of course they it did. They almost it's British. all Because they couldn't use guns. <laughs> so... you can only have so many injuries <laughs> by baton yeah I know. <laughs> with the little bobby hats. only so many times somebody can slip on a, a banana peel <laughs> oh, yeah i really want to like tell you the name of that movie though that he was in because you're never gonna find it i will are you sure why don't you help her out quit I being might. a dick Apparently he was in Cider House Rules, which I hated as a kid. Like, I went to go see it in the hey cheap Siri, movie theater. who was the Macaulay kid in that one movie that wasn't Macaulay? I no, mean, I can't. It's Kieran Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it's Kieran. His name is Kieran. Siri's not helping me. Siri's terrible. Dang. That you apple should, love. You should out. You know, like if you ask for hookers and blow, it sends you to the Denver police station. Like, Does it really? Denver. Hang on, uh-huh. we gotta try this out. Hey Siri, what's your favorite Pokemon? My favorite is Abra. No Kadabra. Okay. Actually, Alakazam. Dude. My 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 Siri. Siri, I need hookers and blow. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Siri, I need hookers and blow. And today on the podcast, stupid Siri tricks. Did it give you? Oh, it didn't give you directions to the police station. Nope. It gave I me Pokemon in Denver. <laughs> Your Siri was listening to my Siri. I'm just to help you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. See, she knew. She knew we were. Uh, my we Siri is Australian. <laughs> I picked the British. I picked Siri. Australian, and she and she always hey, says, "Hey Siri, where Bennett can I find hookers and blow?" 
couldn't find any matching escort services. <laughs> <laughs> At least she knew what hookers were. Yeah, she got that one down. Well, yeah, if you ask It also in- says you can also try Wikipedia hookers. <laughs> in case in case you don't know what a hooker is or you want to read hooker related articles that might have been written written by your gym teacher. Before it also has got- an option to search the web, so if I need to Before find hookers and blow. Married- um, his parents came, like, went on a cruise around New England, and they stopped in Boston when I was living there, and they went on this tour that apparently had told them that our, like, a governor from Boston is the reason why they call prostitutes hookers, because his name, his last name was Hooker, and I was like, I never and he knew liked that. And uh, he liked the hose? Apparently. Huh. And then, he, then, like, they, like, met up with my mom while I was, like, you know, well, she... They were in Rhode Island, too, and it was just really weird. Like, you know, my mom and my, in, you know, about-to-be-in-laws hanging out in, like, Newport. That's actually relatively normal for, you know, our well, families to meet each other. Well, well I mean, the fact that your family's in Alaska and mine's in Rhode Island, it is a little weird. Biggest state versus smallest state. Yes. Fight. The movie you're thinking of is Paper Man. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Paper Man? Paper Man. Because it's they're both of their I wish they would have made a Paper Boy movie. It had, oh, like, Ryan Reynolds. I played it last superhero, night. But say, he's he an imaginary friend huh. of Jeff Daniels. That's cool. And Karen is an imaginary friend of, of um, Emma Stone. And they're, like, the only two people that understand each, like... Uh, Jeff Daniels and Emma Stone are the only two people who understand each other because they have these imaginary friends. And, like, I guess Lisa Kudrow's in it, too. I love Lisa Kudrow. And she's, yeah, she's like, you know, thinking her husband's cheating on her with a teenager, but it's really. I wish that teenager was me. (laughs) Because it's Lisa Kudrow. (laughs) But it would be her husband cheating cheating on her her with you. Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That that sounds like a terrible situation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a good movie. It's a really good indie flick. So really, an easy A. That was the second time that Emma Stone and Lisa Kudrow worked together. Yes. Interesting. I That's think... right, because she's a teacher in yep. that. I've only seen it once, guidance but I remember counselor. really liking it. She's oh, the guidance, guidance counselor that sleeps with the kid that the uh, Christian kid, the Christian kid that got left back a whole bunch of times. So he's eighteen years old, no, and she gets 21. chlamydia. No, he's he's twenty one. Yeah, whatever. He got left back for Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Well, he, they well, said he yeah. Well, one of the lines in the movie was was if they wanted him or if he wanted him to pass. Uh, school he like would give him all the answers he with the capital h being god huh. and it was just it funny. was all part of god's plan that he got left back so that he could make an impact in school well and date and he was a retard that girl yeah i date amanda Bynes before she went nuts amanda Bynes was really hot at one point in time you liked her in that movie where she was also a dude i remember She's the man. Yeah. I remember <laughs> you that. have the Blu-ray and the poster <laughs> on your wall, so oh my Do you want to talk a little bit about your love for She's the Man? Basically, when she was a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, recently one of my friends ran into her at a party in Hollywood and she, Amanda? Yes. How is she? She is still fucked up on drugs. 
Is she so. still hot, though? I don't know. He didn't say Is that. She's still the man. <laughs> That's uh, what's he was important. Asking, he, was a- or he said she was asking him for blow, and he was like, I don't have any, sweetie. He should be the one Check to ask Siri. her for blow. Check for Siri. <laughs> Check with Siri. She probably would have, too. If she was just like, oh, cool. I didn't know that was a feature. <laughs> Is that really why she dropped out of? Because she was a pretty hot star for yeah. a couple she, years. Well, basically, she has a mental illness that her family doesn't believe she actually has. So she's treating it with drugs and alcohol. Because um, the same exact thing happened to a friend of mine about the same time. And they were about the same age. And it was just so weird to see my friend going through the same thing as Amanda Bynes and like my friend kept going to rehab instead of going to like like get help for a mental disorder and that was the thing I kept I was like you don't need rehab you need to go to a hospital and get properly medicated because that's the only way this is gonna stop or you'll end up hanging out with Amanda Bynes. Yeah, pretty much. That could be pretty cool. But she was like, you know, paranoid <laughs> that the cops were following her everywhere. And How I do don't you know, know they weren't? Because <laughs> she, she took video of it all the time and posted it all over the place. Like, she was like, there's a cop right over here. Let's see if he follows me because he's going to follow me. And like, they never did. And it was just like, but she still insisted that they were following her. I don't know. Tyler's really like that a lot about child protective services. So. <laughs> Not true. No. Don't want to know that. Hey, anyways, Eric, before we get too far, I know you have some MasterChef questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We could do a whole other episode at this point since we started out with fucking racism. <laughs> Tell me about MasterChef from audition process to you said you went three episodes in. Yeah. I love the show. So how fake is it? Tell me whatever you want to tell me okay. about it. Okay. Um, well, actually, one of the other people who was on the show who lasted a lot longer than I did got a lot of shit for speaking out. Um, I wasn't on we the show. Not, yeah. I didn't sign any contracts. Gordon Ramsay has a huge head. Well, I can say it's that like too. Like a I don't have any con- just posted up on this little pencil neck. I don't have it. Like my contracts run out, so I can say whatever I want, and that's why he, like he said, the same, you know, whatever he wanted after his contract ran out too. So um, basically, uh, I was told there were auditions for it down at the um it was like the art academy in denver so basically i made food i was like "Uh uh-huh i'm gonna try out if i don't do anything i'm not gonna like you know tell anybody about it because i once before had tried to try out for america's next top model and they had the short girl season but they like fucked everything up and didn't it was a train wreck. Yeah, it was a train wreck. They only saw like 10 girls out of the 300 applicants. And they were like, oh, well, look through your applications. Obviously, they didn't. Um, and we were there for hours, too. But um, basically, 
So because I was apparently a VIP for some reason, like they really liked my look or something, they had me like, you know, I could go in first. I could just jump in whenever I wanted to. So I was one of the first groups to go in. And I had brought like basically this steak that I had made. So you bring it with you? You don't cook it there? No. They only give you like a minute to prepare. Yeah, there weren't actual at at the initial initial audition interview phase. There was no kitchen involved. It was a uh, hey, show up, answer some interview questions, and bring a dish. Yeah. So really, always, yeah. How oh. can you be expected to prepare a nice dish when you stand in line all day? Well, I mean, they Hollywood take, magic. They take that into account too, because like you know, like my dish was kind of cold from driving an hour up there and i had kept it in a cooler um but i brought it out like it was all nicely presented i had it on a nice little plate and i cleaned off the sides like you know when i put it all out for the judges and they ate it and they were like really i don't know they really liked it and they called some people and they said okay you 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 and you hang back all of you other uh, people, thank you for auditioning. Bye. And I was one of the ones that they called out. So it was like, okay. And then they brought us into a room to test our knowledge on food. So basically I was taking this multiple choice test like I was in high school again. Like about cooking. And what, what were I the do. questions like? Um, It was basically like... What is sous vide cooking? What is, um, you know, like... That's cooking in a bag, right? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) No, it's like a vacuum, yeah. yeah. Um, And, like, things like that. Like, you know, like, how do you chop an onion? Like, stupid things like that. Because they didn't want anybody who is a professional to, like, sneak in. So... Oh, okay. Um... Because Master Chef isn't for So you think the the point of the test was to kind of weed out in case you knew too much? Possibly, but they then I was told they made some girl actually quit um, culinary school to come on the show. So I don't know. I don't know what they were doing, but um. So yeah, I you know I did this audition, and they like put me on camera. And, you know, I wasn't working at the time, so I just told them I was a, dom- a domestic engineer, and they thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, because you wrote them one less joke that they'd have to come up with. Probably. <laughs> They're like, yeah, bring her on. And, um, yeah, so they basically, uh, yeah, we went through, like, some questions with the producers and they were actual actual producers from the show and this one was this cute little british indian lady i loved her she was sweet um and then they had me come out the next day to denver again to go to a hotel and take a psych evaluation (laughs) but what kind of questions were those um, actually, they're, like, the same ones that they give you in the military. Like, do you believe that spirits are chasing you and weird stuff like that? 
But you can That's tell. how they get you into the military. <laughs> well, yeah, and they want to know what color to, makes the green grass grow. Blood, blood, bright red blood drill sergeant. Yeah. I Is just that want... one of the questions? No. Well, that was one of the things that we had to do during basic training. It was what make during the bayonet training and you had the bayonets fixed on the end of your rifle and you had to stab the little dummies and the drill sergeant says what makes the green grass grow blood blood bright red blood drill sergeant okay no we didn't do that <laughs> so not really a good psych eval question because if anyone actually screamed that during a psych eval you would fail well i'm pretty sure that they picked um People who are cra- some people who are crazy on purpose. So oh yeah, I gotta have the drama stir the pot bit. Yeah, because remember that guy who was punching everything. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so d- I'm oh, sorry. I just want to give this shout out to this guy that's in our chat right now who's watching us. His name is Videos, and uh, and we're all doing the wave according to him. Videos, you're fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> wave. Woo. <laughs> So did you know you were going to go out episode three, or did you fuck your oh. dish up? No, I didn't. Well, just be honest with me. I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I didn't. Well, basically, the whole like, um, cooking thing was spread out over a week, and they made it sound like it was like a day. So you don't cook right there on the set. No, like they you show do. You? You do. You get signed a day. Let me let me give you a little the technical I want side some, of this. Yeah, I want some insight. So the first three episodes are made to look as though it is three parts of one day, one three-hour marathon cooking expedition. But what it was was we all of the contestants. We had to wear the same clothes for two weeks wore straight. Wore the same clothes, wear their hair the same way. Make so up the same. It all looked like one continuous event when it was actually stretched out filmed over three separate days over and I the was, course of a week or two yeah. weeks or whatever it was and i was like one of the first people to walk in when they opened the big doors in the beginning of the episode like the be- beginning beginning i was like with my short purple hair and a corset walking in with like a cooler to make it look like i was like and another in. caveat onto that one all of the people that made it from the first round into the second round had had someone or had a film crew come out to their home and film a little bit for them prior to the taping of the quote-unquote first episode. So it's almost like they knew who was going to go from the first they round into the second cards, round but... before they actually cooked. And there was a the guy who lied thing. about being in the military, and he was and like... they busted him? Oh, I, I busted him. I told Because uh, I told them straight out he's wearing the wrong like, uniform. He was wearing like Air Force rank on an army uniform that's just bad research yeah no yep. kidding pick up an issue of gi joe <laughs> I mean, learn learn a little like he went to a surplus store and like and like that's how he got in was the story was like he had gone to iraq and he was barely 18 years old and stuff and it was like no you have not been to iraq at 18 he was using the same military fact checker that they use for transformers probably <laughs> And like, I just can't imagine wanting to be on MasterChef so much that you fake a military career. Yeah, he did. And um, I can imagine wanting to be on MasterChef because you really want to cook. They ended up cutting him out of all the episodes after, like, you, like I mean, like I guess you can Fuck see him. him and like you could 
like when they pass, like Canada well, and you do have spot. to remember this was right in the height of the whole war on terror thing, and yeah. there was nothing more vogue this was than back being in like you know, the American soldier and fighting for freedom, and it was very. And I told this trouble, and I told this like they had like they made us talk to a psychologist after every like filming, and to make sure we were okay and weren't gonna like kill ourselves or something <laughs> well apparently master chef has had a bad rep with that with um, people killing themselves like three different people from different seasons killed themselves well after. it wasn't exclusively master chef it was shows that gordon ramsay That's was right. associated it was with house kitchen and master chef he's got a lot of shows yes yeah and he's an epic douchebag in all of them, and people tend to end up thinking, you know what, I would rather end my life than continue to live in Gordon Ramsay's giant head shadow. Yeah. You think that's it? Yeah, it's a really big head, seriously. <laughs> a lot of plastic like surgery, Like a hot too, air balloon sitting on the ground. But yeah, like, basically, like, before we even started filming, they bring us to this, like, conference room in the hotel, well, the motel, the piece of shit they put us in to stay, I should say. It had, like, our room had, like, red stains on the carpet. Like, it was like a Radisson Inn or something. And, like, you would think, you know, Master Chef would put up people in a nicer place. There's, like, red shit on our floor, on our carpet. We're like, did somebody get murdered here? We weren't allowed to have microwaves or refrigerators in the in the room. Why? They said it was something a code for the city. Like, I don't know. It was because it was in Culver City versus L.A. or Hollywood, um, which was further away from the studio than anything else. So I don't know why they put us up in this particular hotel. Um, and they gave me this roommate who, like, she basically made yogurt sound crunchy when she ate. Like, it was <laughs> awful. And she made it pretty far into the show because she kept giving them drama but she couldn't really cook at all and i'm not gonna name her name because we'll see it on well, we'll see yeah. it on the, the season i will, well, will i will find your season you will not and you will not know who my roommate is but i will tell you guys but i will not name her name out in public because i'm not like that um but basically everything she made and this was not just from my perspective. It was from other people who are, stayed on the season about as long as she did. Um, said, like, everything she made tasted like shit. So basically, she, yeah, she just cried and cried. She was, she had a great, like, three, you know, like, six-figure paying job that she wanted to quit for MasterChef or whatever. And basically, it was, like, the job that I wanted to do when I went to college, like, what I went for, like, she was doing that. And basically, she got kind of, like, thrown into it because her family were all into that, like. So were all your dishes cooked before? No. We actually had. You guys actually have to cook in that kitchen. When that's all filmed, that's real. Yes. Um. So when people are preparing food, nothing's prepared ahead of time. There's that nope. balcony up above. Oh, no. I'm... Well, we didn't have that. We weren't in that part yet with the balcony. But because um, they put us in a warehouse to do the, the actual cooking. Okay. So they could fit as many, like, 
you know, like stoves and stuff as possible. And we could all sit there, watch them and share them on. I swear we were sitting on like props from Indiana Jones, like back in the day, because there was like Nazi swastikas. I think on they them. actually did say something about that to us family members oh, and audience remember. members when we were sitting out there that some of the props that were in there were actually used from National Treasure, wasn't it? Yeah, it was National Treasure. Some there was another. I can't remember. But it was a Hollywood film, and those were props from that film that had just got left behind in the soundstage. Yeah, but like crates, and it was like com- wooden it was boxes, filthy too, in there. By the way, um, yeah. So we actually cooked. We got the like, potties were reasonably clean. Um, <laughs> probably not the day the days you weren't there. They weren't like when you weren't there. Um. Are you bombing out the portos on the Master Chef somebody, set or what? No, somebody, Hell no. Score one for being a guy I can pee standing up. Somebody, let's just say somebody was saying that it looked like somebody like crapped all over one or two or several of the porta potties. Like they wouldn't let us use a regular bathroom. But it's funny that would be a good seg into my ecstasy story, but we're not going to talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> But yeah, so, but, you know, I managed to, like, finagle, like, like getting really good with the production staff, and they let me use their bathroom, so it was okay. Um, but yeah, so we were, like, you know, we would get, like, an hour to cook our food, and then, you know, present it, but, like, the problem was, um, like, everything was on Gordon's time. So, if we were going to uh, sit down and, like, or, like, we were done with our food, it was depended on how long Gordon took to, like, reapply his makeup or go in, or if he was hungry and he wanted to go eat food and blah, blah, blah. So, basically, if you have a dish of, like, meat sitting on your plate, it's going to keep cooking itself. Yeah. Basically. And he... You know, that was his one complaint about me was that my steak was too tough. And I was like, well, I wanted to be like, well, if I didn't have to wait for 45 fucking minutes to see you, I would have, it wouldn't have been like that. But they wouldn't even tell us when, like, we were pushing our little carts out into, like, the area where the judges were. There was a big ramp. The first person to go, all his shit fell off of the, the cart. And he had to, like, remake his food oh dang so um and they told us like you know whatever you want to keep put on like the bottom shelf of the cart that didn't happen um because people were cooking with like really expensive bourbons and stuff like that and and gordon would just take it for himself but basically they so just yeah you guys are saying gordon ramsay i mean it sounds like a world-class asshole <laughs> yeah the only one who is really nice uh, was Graham Elliott, and he was like... But he seems the nicest. Yeah. I just can't stand to watch him eat food, because he eats it, and then he looks up at the sky for 10 seconds. Well... Every bite of food. Every yeah, fucking bite of food. He does. And but, you were in a season with Joe, too, not yeah. the new uh, person they have. Yeah. And Joe was a jerk as well. But... It comes off very well on the show, like, if that's yeah. not fake. You know? He didn't tell me... Like, the only problem he had wrong with my food was... He was like, 
I would have liked it better if you made your salad dressing spicier. And I was like, but that's a preference. Like, you can't basically tell me I'm a bad cook for that reason, you know? And they're like, the only one who really gave me a yes was Graham. Because he's like, no, I like this. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to cook. She knows blah, blah, blah. But the other two were like, no, you're not going on. But like even before we did all this, we were, I forgot to like finish the story about us sitting down in the conference room. We had to sign a no hookup disclosure that we would not fuck anybody while we were there. People cast or anyone? Anyone. That's the kind of disclosure Tyler really looked at carefully. <laughs> we were like, I couldn't have done that you, show. <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? Like, I thought they wanted people to bone no, on the shows. Isn't no. that the whole thing with? Well, maybe not on Master not Master Chef. Chef, but and and then they like they gave us interviews before we went to cook because like in case we like went further, they wanted to talk about what you know we really wanted to do with our like prize and you know the influence we wanted to put on blah 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 and i you know spouted off stuff about like ehlers danlos syndrome like awareness and um they they found they knew i was a suicide girl because i couldn't like hide it from them and i think that was part of the reason i got on the show but i could not help yeah i could not say by name suicide girls but because I used to do burlesque dancing, they handed me a script and wanted me to partially strip in front of Gordon Ramsay and play like a floozy. And I was like, nope, like throwing the script away. Like if I had like done what they wanted me to do, I would have went further. But I was like, I'm doing this on my merits alone. Um, I am not like that. That is not me. Like, I, yes, I do. I am naked on the internet, but I am not going to go and stand there in front of a celebrity and take my clothes off. Like. To be fair, you do have really great tits and they probably would have taken you very far. (laughs) Yeah, but there was a guy who went in before me who didn't get taken. He served sushi on a naked girl. But did he have great tits? No, but he served sushi on a naked girl on a naked model i think it, he also and he had misumi max you know her the model yeah she was she had he had her with him on the show like he was friends with her but he signed a disclosure form that he couldn't bang her <laughs> well he was i think he was actually married but yeah it was just not to her but yeah it was really weird hmm. and then there was like a um a mother and son who both made it and, uh, of course yeah that's reality show gold right there Blech. i can't wait to beat you mom but i don't want to yeah that's, right I think, I think the son made it and the mother didn't or something like that no son you really deserve this you can take my elimination or i'll take your elimination no, and you can go on like win this for the family that sounds like exactly what they would do Blech. That wasn't, they didn't do that. But basically, they had a guy who cooked alligator make it on because his wife was run over by a tractor. I don't know. 
Florida. I, I thought you were going to say his wife was eaten by an alligator. No, she ran over. She was run over by a tractor and had medical bills. So they're like, "Oh, okay, the gator guy can come on." And then like, and he was one of the ones who was pre-filmed too. Um, mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone with like a tragic story, but they didn't. They didn't even ask us stuff like that in Colorado. Like, like in the Colorado. Um, auditions. Yeah. yeah, they they didn't they weren't interested in bringing anyone out to Colorado to to talk to. Like, none of us made it into the next round at all. Even like people who own restaurants now and like they could stuff. add a story about how you know you started cooking in Colorado because everyone got the munchies when we went legal. You <laughs> well, this keep was before, up with the, the food consumption rates. That's was, a good this story, was right? Before, this was before legal weed. So it was back in 2010. So, and my, the episode where they kind of featured me, it wasn't like a big feature. They just kind of show me and they show edited. There was edited in commentary from Gordon Ramsay that wasn't really what he said to me. Are you guys familiar with the term Franken-dubs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was basically 100% what was, what was going it on was, there. It aired on my birthday. Uh. And they, they made it sound like I gave Gordon Ramsay the shits. <laughs> really? Yeah. Can we see this? It's probably online. I'm I couldn't sure. find it. I was... It's I, I did. on YouTube. All right. It's well, gotta be. We'll find it. Should we watch it? Or no? I Is mean, your story better than what we're gonna see? The story's better than what you're gonna see. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. Um, you're gonna, I mean, like, basically, you know, I get camera passing by me every so often, and I don't get, like, a big feature like a lot of people did. Or not a lot of people, but there was a hundred of us. They couldn't put... Well, 100 of us on a feature. Yeah, so. it was basically a Franken-dub of her in there talking to Gordon. And it was always the, when Gordon is talking, it's camera on her face. And then when she's talking, it's camera on Gordon's face. So they can put whatever audio they want with the reaction shot of yeah. it. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of that on all of those shows. Oh, yeah. It just... They did the same thing. The amount of reality and reality TV is... Zero. (sighs) There was... um, They also did... um, Basically, they had uh, another girl. She was, like, really tiny like I am. And, like, they did the same thing to her. Like, directly after my shot, they did the same thing to her. Like, saying that she did something wrong. On a positive note, though, craft services were on point. Yeah, they're pretty good. Actually, I, I don't think we were served by craft services. Oh, no, yeah, you guys else. didn't get it, but the family members <laughs> that were there to watch, they put out a spread. It no, was we had the same spread. I'm glad that the Master Chef spread was. No, was the, the spread for the. You should have seen the spread for the judges. Oh, we I'm had sure a walk. We got the scraps. But. We had to walk by it, and it was like sushi and like all this stuff. And you're like, and we're like, they're eating all of our food and getting full on this stuff. And they're not going to want to eat our stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was about to ask. Is like, how are they eating all that food? No and then idea. Eating what you guys well, it's like cook. a wine tasting. You like, you take a little nibble yeah. of it, chew it for a little while, and then spit it in a bucket. 
I don't know. And they didn't spit mine in a bucket. They they ate like all of mine, but apparently I wasn't good enough because I didn't cry on TV or show your tits or show my tits. But which so, would be easier, crying or showing your tits? Probably showing my tits. <laughs> <laughs> That is the answer I wanted, and that is how we will end here tonight because Tyler's given me the rap signal. So thank you so much. No problem. Sid Suicide, Kayla, I guess I can call you now, and my boy Trevor over there for coming by and talking to us tonight. We really appreciate it. And I guess we will all be at – what is our next con? Uh, Cosmicon. <laughs> thank you. Because <laughs> if you weren't here, I wouldn't have known. Tyler, did you know what con we were going to be at? I did. It's on <laughs> – the 22nd and 23rd of October. Um, and there's a club cosplay on the 21st. Oh. Which is pretty cool because we're in on some secrets and you guys should come. Oh my goodness. I bum, love secrets. Bum, bum. And what are you I guys... will be entering the cosplay contest. What are you cosplaying as? Uh, most likely going to be Krieger from Archer. Okay. I just started watching we do, Archer. Yeah, we, we do a really good waifu in Krieger. Um, this makes so much sense. The guy, the Are guy, you it now? the guy who voiced Krieger walked up to us at San Diego Comic Con one year, like the one year he came with me, and he's like, "You guys look exactly like the characters in real life." And he goes, "By the way, I am Lucky Yates, voice of Krieger," and we're just like, "Yeah." It was a mind-blow experience. Like, he just walks up, and he's like, you are the best Krieger and waifu I've ever seen. I love your cosplay. And it's like, oh, thanks, man. That's, that's like, cool. Like, where you're just standing it. in line at the Marvel like, booth. By the way, my name's Lucky Yates. I'm the voice of Krieger. It's and like, we were both like, uh-huh. So. That's awesome. But no, thank you guys both no for problem. coming by tonight and hanging with us. And I guess we'll see you at this what a Cosmic Con that we're doing in a couple weeks, right? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I'm sure. Are we both there under the Super Dave Reigns and the big yes. show? Well, we're there as Bitface. Well. Partnered with uh, yeah. with you guys, I'm, I guess. I'm the cosplayer part of. I couldn't have picked a, a better one. So I guess we'll be there at that con. And I don't know who we're interviewing, but I assume we're interviewing someone. We've got a couple cons coming up, which I'm sure we'll all be hanging out at. And do you go to the will... cons? I do. Good. Yeah. Well, with one caveat be... attached to that, I will never go back to San Diego. What? Why? Why? Just too many people. It's our I, dream it's his, to go to San Diego. It's his PTSD. I uh, I went there okay. once. I can. It was great for the experience. I will never go back because. Well, hopefully, I'll get my pro passes and I can bring more than one guest, I so I can positively love my nerd brethren. However, you couldn't do it. it just the... dude. I hate. I hate crowds. I'm claustrophobic. You can ask Tyler. I'm the worst. But I put it aside for con. Sa- uh, yeah, Saturdays, now you're scaring me. Yeah. No, I am. Saturday. I'm, I do not regret. You want going. to be in Hall H because you do not want to be on the floor on a Saturday. I want um, to be everywhere. I love people. Yeah, I, I don't regret Tyler going, but I'll, I'll never do it, it again. But we are going um, to LA the week after Cosmicon for Kamikaze, Stanley's Kamikaze. Nice. So we'll be working. I'll be working as a cosplayer there. And to go see boobies. Uh, no, we're not gonna be there for boobies mm. <laughs> we aren't well, that's staying. the saddest note we've ever <laughs> no. ended on here <laughs> we aren't there will staying be no until boobies the four, uh, t- we're not staying till the show mm. well we will see kind of them at sinister mm. <laughs> oh my god anyway 
Oh, well, and also photo shoots. Your anyway was the perfect way to seg into the, I hope we all get to see some boobies. And I had a lot of fun with you guys tonight. We might have to split this one up. These live yeah. streams are, what, what these live streams are going to do is they're going to make the episodes longer. No, we're good. We're just over an hour. Are we? Yep. That's bullshit. <laughs> we're like an hour 20. All right, so where's Colorado Cosmicon to finish since this is the first time we've announced we're going to be is there? Is that the Doubletree, um, like... Colorado Springs? Yeah, Colorado Springs near the Target... Southgate. Uh, Southgate area. Oh, wait, no. On Lake, uh, off of Lake Avenue. It's no, that's the Tinseltown. Yeah, yeah it's, it's near Tinseltown, Tinseltown. the Broadmoor World Arena. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So we will be there. You guys will both be there. I guess I'm excited. This is the first convention we've ever been invited to. We normally just show up and do what we want to do. I guess we're going to have to behave ourselves. Meh. (laughs) Well, if you come to uh, Club Cosplay the night before at the same place. We're both going to – well, Tyler will definitely be at Club Cosplay. I will tell you that. I could tell by the look on his face that that's the kind of thing he wants to go to. I'm entering the cosplay contest. So which Sailor Scout are you going as exactly? uh, Mars. That's what I thought. <laughs> and I'm going to actually have my Gwenpool cosplay. Oh my god, I'm going to die. <laughs> See, this is all... I'll, I'll be in the hotel room doing lines with... Hotel some... room? Like, you need a room? <laughs> actually, I guess we I can here. stay here, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, 20 minutes away. I was about to say, I'm going to pick the worst looking Harley Quinn and try to do a bunch of coke with her. <laughs> what better way to end it? A, a con or an episode of Bitface, and I don't even do coke. Well, thank you very much for having us on. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Hookers um, and blow. Sid Suicide, a.k.a. Kayla, across the table from me, my new friend who's made me laugh a lot tonight. Uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah, love it. Uh, Trevor, to my left or my right or counterclockwise or clockwise, I don't even care. Tyler Run, TRG Glaze, chairman of the boards. I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are out.